bow our heads in prayer. Spirit of the living God, we want to thank you and give you praise for your presence that is here with us. We know it when we feel it. We know it when we understand it. We know it when we can relate to you. Holy Spirit, this is your time. This is your moment. Come glorify Jesus like never before. It is my prayer that you would use me to be a blessing. This morning, let your word come forth. Spirit of the living God, move in your soul liberty. And touch every heart. Transform every heart. Bless everyone as we hear your word. And let your name forever be praised. In Jesus' name. We have prayed with thanksgiving. And let everybody shout a big amen. Before you take your seat, it is so important that I don't take this privilege for granted at all. Amen. It is a great privilege to share God's word with you. Amen. And uh, this morning we'll be talking about the prophetic theme that we have for this month that is rewire. Tell somebody rewire. Uh, I'm not feeling you. Shout rewire. I must admit that it's the first time that I'm hearing this word. I have known the word overflow. I have spoke about it. But thank God for Reverend Chris. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, I was privileged to listen to the first message on the first Sunday. And it was a great blessing. Amen. And um, it is out of these uh, thoughts that we are also going to share God's word this morning. Praise God. I have sat under Reverend Craig's ministry for, for many times. I have read most of his books and um, I have watched him online so many times. And I believe that one of the greatest privilege that we have and the grace that we need to connect is to be able to know the heart of our pastor, amen, and to understand. The Bible makes us to understand that Moses actually knew the ways of God, but the people, his acts. It is important to know the ways of your pastor. And the ways of God actually comes, or the, to know somebody's ways comes in two forms. The first one is to know how the person thinks and how he does his things. Praise God. And I believe that if I'm here on this exalted altar, I'm sharing out of the things that I have learned from our Father. Your amen is weak. Based on my relationship, few relationships that I've had, few contacts that I've had with him, I believe that I can know his heart and I can share his thoughts. Are you ready to hear the word of God today? Then put your hands together for the Lord and take your seat in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Shout one more time, rewire. Which simply means overflowing blessings. Amen. I believe we serve a God of the overflow. and The God who keeps supplying the God who keeps 
giving, he keeps pouring upon us. In fact, his nature is to pour and to give. I remember the first Sunday Reverend Craze was sharing on the fact that he keeps pouring until it overflows. When he was using Psalm number 23, that my cup runneth over. So we serve a God who keeps pouring upon us. Everything he does is to keep doing the things he used to do. In fact, we say that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why? Because the things he started doing before, he still does them this time. He never changes, and he still do the things that he used to do. He's not just a God of enough, but he's a God of more than enough. Anytime you have contact with this God, he doesn't just give you what you need, but he gives you more than you can carry. In Ephesians chapter number 3, verse number 20, the scriptures makes us to understand that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, according to his power that is at work in us. Looking at the scripture critically, you must understand that God is able now unto him that is so his nature is that he's able to give more than you can handle more than you can carry is there anybody here who came in with a mindset of receiving something my prayer for you this morning is that god is going to give you more than you can carry he's going to give you more than you can handle because that is his nature. He's a God that gives us more. He loves to lavish on his children and give us excess and supply us more. In Psalm number 16, verse number 11, we understand that the Bible says that thou will show us the path of life. In thy presence, there is fullness of joy. And now he says, at thy right hand, there are pleasures evermore. That idea of fullness of joy means that God gives us more and more and more. And then he says that pleasures, it means that he gives us more than we can even quantify. As a matter of fact, he spoils us beyond measure. So if you came asking for one thing, you are ending up getting more. Because God will not just give you that one thing, but he'll give you more than you can carry. Is somebody here, you must understand that that is the nature of God. He's the God of overflow. God is the God of the overflow. He gives us more and more and more. In case maybe you are confused about life and you don't know what to do, probably you are seeking for his face for something and there's something that you are asking him for. It is my prayer that before this message comes to an end, may God come through for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now again, we must understand that sin actually is what brought us into the state of poverty. In fact, where sin left us was a place of poverty. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 10, we understand that the Bible said, and the man said that 
I am now naked. The word naked actually simply means that poverty or lack or want. It actually means void and empty. So the moment man sinned, man disobeyed God. The Bible says that spiritually we were disconnected from God. And for that moment, we started moving into lack. We started, became naked. We started, became poor. And for that reason, from that moment to now, uh, until a person begins to receive Jesus and begin to walk in the things of God, that person is still poor. And that person is still naked. And for that reason, the person still lacks. Any man without Jesus is poor. It's something that I want you to understand. That if you don't have Jesus, you are poor. And for that matter, you are naked. And for that matter, you will lack. You are going to lack both spiritual things and you are going to lack physical things. Because everything that comes into the physical actually culminate from where? The spirit realm. Hallelujah. For this reason, Jesus came. And why did Jesus come in John chapter 10, verse number 10? He says that the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now Jesus said that I have come that you would have life and have it till it overflows. When you look at the Amplified Bible, he said that you would have life and that life will overflow. Which means that the purpose of Jesus coming is to come and restore the overflow life that Adam actually missed. And that life is not to make you just live a common life, but to live for you to live the life of God, the life that God has intended for you and I. Hallelujah. That also means that it is the will of God for us to live in the overflow. Some of us think that, well, uh, if I can just have hand to mouth, if I can just have a letter, if I can just place scanty, if I can just feed my family, then it will be enough for me. But if you are a child of God, God wants me to tell you that he wants you to have more. He wants you to enjoy more. There is more in him that he wants you to have. Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter number 4, verse number 18, that the path of the just is like a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. The path of the just is like a shining light. As we move in life, our days must be better than the previous day. In fact, anyone enjoying the overflow life, which is the overflow blessing, doesn't know a better yesterday. In fact, if you can only relate to what happened yesterday, how well you did in times past, then you are not doing well. Because God wants your today to be better than your yesterday. And God wants tomorrow to be better than today. I pray over your life from today that as you move on in this journey of life, you see better things ahead of you. And you move into better heights in the name of Jesus. Your tomorrow will be better than your today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That is the kind of life that God has actually set out for us. And that is the overflow life. A life that knows a better tomorrow. Tomorrow will be better. 
I came to encourage somebody and I came to let you know that in spite of what you, what you are finding yourself, whatever is happening, whatever is going on in your life, God is about to come through for you. And you will see tomorrow brighter than the day before in the name of Jesus Christ. God is coming through for somebody. So it takes an overflowing life in order to enjoy an overflowing blessing. And every overflowing life is a life that is connected to Jesus. He said that I think that you have life and have it till it overflows. So you cannot enjoy overflowing life without connecting to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, when we talk about the overflowing life, what does it contain? And what is the content? What is the value? Of the overflowing life. What, what do I mean when I say I'm living an overflowing life? What does it mean, Pastor? In fact, this man we've been talking about rewire, which means an overflowing blessing. What are we talking about? What exactly is an overflowing blessing? Number one, it is a spiritual life. To have an overflowing life is a spiritual life. We must understand that when we become born again, we are connected to God by our spirit. This point is so important to me. In John chapter number 4, verse number 24, the Bible says that God is a spirit. And they that worship him in spirit must worship, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, God that we have come to we don't relate with God with our flesh. Neither do we relate with him with our natural state. Because the God that we serve is a spirit. And for that matter, before we can be able to relate with this God, we need to be a spiritual being. Praise God. When we are born again, we are not born again into flesh. We are not born again into the natural. In fact, every child of God has two births. You have the natural birth and you have what? The spiritual birth. The Bible makes us to understand that he that is born of the flesh is of the flesh. And he that is born of the spirit is of the spirit. He went on to say that marvel not that I tell you this, that you must be born again. It is important for us to understand that the overflow life is a spiritual life. Why is it a spiritual life? It is important for us to know that as a child of God, even though you live in the flesh, you have a spiritual dimension of life. There's a spiritual side to your life which is more important than the physical. Many of us relate with the physical in everything that we do. And for that matter, we are not getting blessed when it comes to the things we need to receive from God. But if you really want to relate with God and be able to receive anything from God, it's not about your physical realm, but it's about the spiritual dimension of your life. Your, the difference between you and your brother who is not saved is the fact that you have another realm of life that can relate to God. 
At any point in time, that life makes you come to church. That life makes you pray. That life makes you fast. That life makes you sing. That life makes you do things that relate to your spirituality. Is somebody understanding me? Without the spiritual life, you will just be like an unbeliever. You just be like your brother who has not been saved. You just be like somebody who is just walking somewhere and not know anything about Jesus Christ. So when we talk about the spirit, the overflow life, we are talking about a spiritual life. Somebody say a spiritual life. You possess a spiritual life in addition to your natural life. The Bible says that though we live in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Strongholds. Is somebody here with me? So our actual battle, our realm of life as believers is not in the natural. Now let's go to the scripture. In John chapter number 7, am I allowed to come down? John chapter number 7, verse number 37 through to 39. The Bible says that on that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood with a loud voice and shouted that if any man test, let him come unto me. Are you here with me? And he that believed in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow streams of living water. Are you understanding me? Now, how did this scripture actually come about? The Bible talks about the fact that in the olden days, the Jews had a feast that they called the Feast of the Tabernacle. Say the Feast of the Tabernacle. And the Feast of the Tabernacle, they celebrated every year. Now, at this moment in time, they, 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 will, ce they will celebrate it with, with, with water because they remember the day God gave them water in the wilderness out of the mountain. And because of that miracle that God did, they saw the need to celebrate God for that miracle. Because had it not been the fact that God brought water out of the, the, the mountain in the wilderness, probably all of them would have died. So they celebrate this yearly. So on this particular celebration, Jesus happens to be there. Now they, they, they will carry water right from the downstream and come and pour it on the altar. And as they carry the water from the downstream, the Bible says that they will be standing, people will be standing along the roots and will be, will be singing and will be praising God and will be thanking God. Now, Jesus realized that at the moment when they were doing that, they were doing it without understanding. Actually, the one that they were celebrating was there, but he has been ignored. Is somebody here with me? So, on that last day, the Bible says that Jesus stood and said, that if any man tests, let him come to me. You are pouring water, but you don't know the significance of who that water is. You don't have any relationship with the one or the source of that water. Is somebody here with me? So he said that if anyone tests, let him what? Come to me. And he that believeth in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow streams of living water. The Bible said that this he spoke of the Holy Spirit, which was not yet what? Given. Why? Because Jesus had not yet been glorified. 
So I want you to understand that when we are connected with Jesus, our test is quenched. And when our test is quenched, he becomes the fountain of life that actually begins to pour out of our lives. And out of nowhere, sometimes you wouldn't know the things you could not do before because of your connectivity with the source of life, you begin to do it. There are many of you who find it difficult to pray because you have not come into the realm of the spiritual dimension where you can connect to God in the realms of overflow where you, the spirit of God within you can begin to bubble up in prayer and you can stand for 15 hours, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, one hour praying all because there is an outpouring that is coming from within. Can I share a story with you? Are you ready for me? There was this um, 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 Englishman who actually lived in, in Cairo, in Egypt. And he went to visit his friend who was a king in Arabia. Somewhere in the desert land. And after the visit, he also asked the king to come and visit him in Egypt. So, it came to pass that the king gathered his people and they came to uh, Egypt for the visit. Now, they were put in a very wonderful and very nice hotel. One of the best hotels in, in Cairo. And uh, um, they were left and then they were inside. So, a day came when this Englishman actually went in to go and uh, um, kind of affect them so that they can go out and then uh, look at important places in Egypt. You know, Egypt is one of the ancient um, cities. Uh, yeah, Cairo is one of the ancient cities. So this man went in and he stood at the door of the hotel, the, the hotel room, and was knocking. He was knocking and nobody was responding. And as a matter of fact, he was wondering what at all is happening because he knew that they were in and he was hearing some sound of people inside. And it looks like the people there were excited. They were so happy. And was, ah. So the, the door wasn't locked. So he managed to actually enter. And when he went in, he saw this Arabian king and his people playing with water. They were playing in the bathroom, throwing water at each other. And then ah. he said, no, 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 no. You guys have to get ready. We are going out. We are going to look at some wonderful place. No, 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 no. We are not going anywhere. In Arabia, we don't have water. So once we see what this is all that we came for. And the guy was so shocked. So he left again. And the following time he said, no, I have visitors. I can't just leave them like that. Let me take them around. So he went again. And when he stood at the door and was knocking again, they were not minding it. And therefore he was worried. But this time he could hear sound. It's like people are chiseling some walls and everything. He said, what is all this going on here? So he managed to enter and say, hey, when he entered, the people were actually trying to bring the tap out. They were bringing the tap out because they think that is the tap that actually supplies the water. And therefore, they want to take the tap along with them to Arabia. You can imagine. If you, if you love Jesus, you see, Jesus is the source of life. He's the source of the living water. He's the source of every overflow. Once you are connected with him, you will never lack in life. I pray that somebody today, you will not just sit here 
without understanding and without connecting to this Jesus. Because once he comes into your life, he makes the difference and changes everything. Your spiritual life is so important. And for me, it is, it is the aspect of the Christian that we shouldn't take for granted. Because the Christian is torn in between the spiritual life and then the carnal or the natural life. It is so important that the things we do here in church is not a natural thing. Are you here with me? So you can relate with everything with church. You can relate with everything with your Christianity based on your natural. And you may think that you are being spiritual. No, it's a lie. Because the moment you begin to weigh things based on the natural, you deviate from the will of God. But then you are not supposed to move according to the natural, but you are supposed to move according to the spirit. Can I give you a key? If you want to judge any situation or any person in life, don't judge them according to their age. Don't judge them according to the level of their intellectualism. Don't judge them according to how physically or outwardly they look, but judge them according to their spiritual standard. Judge every situation that you come against. What is happening spiritually? This thing that is going on, what is the mind of God concerning it? How am I seeing things the way it's supposed to see? I mean, is, is God, am I looking into the lenses of God or I'm just looking through things by my own eyes. If you want to walk in the overflow, you must understand that the overflow life is the spiritual life. Is somebody here with me? I mean, I believe everybody wants to have more. Everybody wants to enjoy life. Everybody wants to have fun. Everybody wants to be there and all that. But it all starts with your connectivity with Jesus. And based on your connectivity with Jesus, your spiritual life begins. And your spiritual life does not end when you become born again. It continues because everything about God continues. It flows. It's, it's, it's something that must always continue. And therefore, you must be able to move in accordance with the will of God based on how you are connected with him. Is somebody here with me? Number two. Number two. Number two. When we talk about the overflow life, what does it contain? What is the value of the overflow life? Number two. It is the quality life. The quality life. In John chapter number 10, verse number 10. Jesus said, The thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But look at what he said. But I have come that you would have life. You would have life. Quality life. When we talk about quality life, we are talking about a life of dignity. And a life of meaning. A life of dignity and a life of meaning. This means that Jesus has come to give us life 
that is above average. A life that is above the normal. You are not permitted to live an average life. You are not permitted to live a common life. You are not permitted to live an ordinary life. But you are permitted to live the life of the overflow. Because that life is a quality life. This afternoon, I decree over your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, may you begin to live the quality of the overflow. I want you to rebel in your spirit this afternoon against an ordinary life. I want you to rebel in your spirit against a casual way of life. I want you to rebel in your spirit against all kinds of struggling in your life. Why? Because there is a quality life awaits you. In fact, in Jesus, there's a life that brings meaning to you. There's a life that makes you valuable. There's a life that makes you enviable. And I see God bringing you to that level. In the name of Jesus Christ, CICC, may God bring you to an enviable life. May God bring you to a life that has meaning. A life that somebody can attest to. A life that somebody can say that this is the doing of the Lord and it is marvelous in our sight. A life that people can appreciate. A life that people can emulate. A life that people can say that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we have been? Somebody this morning, may God bring you to that level in the name of Jesus Christ. The sad thing is that a lot of children of God are settling actually for less because they don't know what actually is, is, is waiting for them. They don't know what they are meant to be in their life. And for that matter, they are comparing themselves with those who are not believers and their colleagues at work and here and there. But I came to let you know that in this month, God is taking you to another level of life. In this overflow month, may God catapult you to your next level of quality life. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because he has made you a royal priesthood. He has made you a chosen generation. A peculiar people. Ah, You are a joy of our generation. Is somebody here with me? I pray that somebody today may know who you are. And begin to walk in the life that God has meant for you. If you are seated here today, I want you to know that your life of the ordinary is over. Oh, come on. I, I didn't hear your loudest amen. Can somebody encourage me to preach? I think I'm warming up now. Uh, I said your life of uh, the ordinary is over. Your life of scantiness is over. Your life of sorrow is over. Your life of lack is over. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number three. What does it mean when we say we are living the overflow life? The overflow life is a royal life. It's a royal life. A royal life. So even though we understand that the quality of life is talking about a meaningful life and a valuable life, the royal life actually talks about two things. It talks about your dominion and your authority. It's a life that makes you have dominion and have what? Authority. Praise God. A life of an overcomer. 
from today I decree by reason of this prophetic agenda you will not be a victim but you will be a victor is somebody here with me First John chapter number 4, 5 verse number 4. He said that he that is born of God overcomes the world. Ah, he that is born of God overcomes the world. Ah, and this is our victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. You are born overcomer. Shout I'm born overcomer. I'm not feeling Shout I'm born overcomer. I don't care whoever is sitting somewhere trying to uh, malign you or trying to say you cannot make it, trying to do all kinds of things. I don't know the kind of family or background that you are coming from that it looks like nobody is making it in that family. I came to let you know that if you are living the overflow life, then you are living the life of an overcomer. It doesn't matter what has been purported against you. It doesn't matter what your pain may be, your background may be. It doesn't matter who your ancestors may be God told me to tell you that he's bringing you into an overflow life where you will carry dominion where you carry authority where you carry power in all that you do and let me tell you let them gather together it shall not come near you let them stand against you the Lord will scatter them is anybody here with me the Bible says that souls are they here will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun he said that when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the lord will raise a standard i came to let you know that as an overflowing child of god no demon can fight you no demon can bring you down it doesn't matter how strong battle may be i see you winning in jesus name i said i see you winning in jesus name can somebody make God proud by standing strong in the word of God and say that I'm not give up, I'm not going to give in, I'm not going to relent on my faith until the victory is won. Because I'm born to win. Tell somebody I'm born to win. Oh, no devil should be able to tell you that as long as I live, you will not succeed. That devil has not yet been born. Is somebody here with me? It's an error. It's an error for you to see a bat actually chasing an eagle. Oh, have you seen one before? It's an error for you to see a dog chasing a lion. Oh, come on. I think I'm in the wrong place. Can you encourage me to preach? <laughs> is somebody here with me? Oh, tell somebody it's an error. Whatever is not right in the will of God concerning your life is an error. And God told me today to come and tell you that that error is being corrected right now. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because he's bringing us into understanding of who we are. That we are born into an overflow blessing. Is somebody here with me? Now the fourth one. The fourth one. What is the nature of the overflow blessing? Or the value of it? The fourth one is a, is, is a life fully finished it's a life that is fully furnished. A fully furnished life. A fully furnished life. Second Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 8. And I want to read in the Amplified. He says, as you're listening, he said, And God is able to make all grace. Ah, yeah. God is able to make all grace. Every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. 
so that you may always come on under all circumstances. Can you put that on them for them? I mean, say that so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Now, I wish I can repeat this. Are you here with me? Oh, you have it right there. So let's start again. Because everything I'm trying to share with you actually sums up with this verse. He said, and God is able to make all grace abound. All grace, every favor, every blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always, not at some times, not a certain point in time, oh, but always. Are there people here who just want to walk in the always blessing? This, month, this afternoon, grace is being released for an always blessing, whereby you will not be stranded in the middle of the road, whereby you will not be cast short in the middle of the road. You will not start a project and be worried about how the project is going to end. God always, I pray for the always anointing upon you. Oh, come on, I wish I am at the right place right now. He says that always, under all circumstances. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Under all circumstances, whether you are good or not, or whether it is the right time or not, or whether you are willing or not, at all circumstances, or whether you are sick or not, his grace will be available. Whether you are employed or unemployed, his grace will be sufficient for you. It is a finished grace, a finished life. Praise God. And I love, I love this. The, 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 the King James actually used the word thorough, thoroughly finished, thoroughly finished. In other words, uh, the Greek actually put it in this way, um, to, to be decked out, decked out, decked out. In other words, uh, to actually be fully supplied. And the idea actually came from um, a ship that actually was, was not... Um, was not doing well in terms of moving. In fact, a weak ship, a ship that is actually uh, um, worn out, an old ship. And then the, the, the owner of the ship decided that, well, I'm not going to leave this ship uh, to just go waste, but I'm going to refurbish it. I'm going to change the parts. I'm going to change the engine. I'm going to change certain parts of this uh, ship so that this ship will actually look new and brand new so that it can go everywhere. It can move everywhere. It can carry load. I came to let you know so is your life. In this morning service I see God actually bringing some old parts out of your life. Some old areas of your life. And he's replenishing them. He's giving you a new path. He's actually decking out, decorating your life. Putting on a new anointing upon somebody. A new healing upon somebody a new grace upon somebody is anybody here receive it right now oh my god I have some few minutes so the first one we talked about was that 
It is what? Oh, you guys are learning. Number two, it is what? It's a quality lie. And then number three, a royal lie. Number four, wow. This is what David understood in Psalm number 23 when he said, the Lord is my shepherd. David understood his source. You know, Reverend talked about that. He understood where he's connected from. The Lord is my personal possession. Rev, understand this. What I know is this. That it takes the greater to possess the lesser. But this time, God is able to make himself available to the extent that the lesser can now possess the greater. David says that the Lord is my shepherd. What is the source of your life? If you want to live the overflow life, who are you connected to? Where are you connected with? Where, 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 where is your source of connection? Where you are connected determines what is connected to you. Are you here with me? The Lord is my shepherd. And therefore he said, I shall not want. I shall not want. Why? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Wow. The quality life. You will not lie anywhere. That will not be favorable to your condition. I think I have the wrong. Can I preach to you? He leads me to the still waters. Oh my goodness. Where you can drink to your full. Sometimes the blessing is not in the abundance. But most importantly, the blessing is about the peace of mind. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Can, can, can I have a right treachery here? The, 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 the blessed sometimes, we, we want to have more of things. But when we talk about the overflow, in many times, it is not about the, the abundance of it. But it is about the quietness of it. The fact that you can enjoy to your full. The fact that you are not at, you are at rest. You are at rest within your spirit. Uh, the, 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 the fact that uh, there, there is every kind of controversy and all kinds of encumbrances. Hey, you have your peace of mind. I pray that in the realms of the spirit, may God take you to your still waters. Amen. There is a path of life that takes you into a life of dignity. He said, he leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh my God. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The fact that he does not fear any evil means that he's connected he knows who is backing him. 
He knows where he's coming from. He knows whose name on him. The question is whose name on you? Whose name? Who is your father? Can, can you mention the name of your father? Who is your father? In fact, in this life, who your father is matters. Oh, come on. I wish. I know you guys have a good father. So what are you doing? Is somebody here with me? Who your father is really matters. He said, yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me. He said, I rod and I starve, which becomes your royalty, your dominion, and your authority. I am comforted because he has made me a king and a priest. I am comforted because everything that is happening around me is just a setup. In fact, he said it's the shadow. Shadow. The reality is the one that lives in me. Come on, I, I, I wish I had that. Can I have a church in here? The, the reality is the one that carries me. The reality is the kind of life I possess. So yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod. Thy staff. The dominion and the authority. They comfort me. For that reason. He prepares a table before me. Right in the presence. Of my enemies. And here comes. The point that I have always been waiting for. My cup. That is a point of fully finished life. Where nothing deters me. Nothing brings me back. Nothing actually disturbs my mind. I'm deeply rooted. In fact, I have the life that cannot be taken away from me. It is a quality life. It is a good life. A life of dignity. As a child of God, there's one thing to be, and there's one thing of not to be. There are many believers who are not experiencing that kind of life, even though they are saved. But yet, they are not enjoying that life, which we call the overflow blessing. So how do we assess the overflow blessing? I'm just giving you one key. Proverbs 24, verse number 3 to 4. Proverbs 24, verse number 3 to 4. This is from the ISV version, that ISV. 
He says, My, by wisdom, a house is built. It is made secure through understanding. By knowledge, its rooms are furnished with all sorts of expensive and beautiful goods. Wow. Can I give you one or two wisdom? If anybody wants to assess the overflow blessing, have a mindset of the kingdom expansion. Have a mindset of a kingdom expansion. Psalm number 35 verse 27. He said that let them shout for joy and be glad. Them that actually revere my righteous cause. Them that favor my righteous cause. Let, let those people begin to shout for joy and be glad. Now he says, let them say continually that the Lord be magnified for he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Do you know what? God takes pleasure when you prosper. What it means is that he gets so excited when you are doing well. Are you with me? But then it takes his servant. Those who are seven. So even though we are all saved, some may end up enjoying the overflow blessing that I've spoken about. But others may not enjoy. Why? We have servants. We have those who are just there. He said that they will shout for joy and be glad. Because they favor my righteous cause. That is God saying, speaking. They will say continually, let the Lord be what? Magnified. Why? Because he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. If you want to enjoy the overflow life, you must learn to have a kingdom mindset. It's a wisdom. Is somebody here with me? You must have a kingdom mindset. Number two, for the sake of time, I can't go through all the verses with it. Number two, a large vision for abundance. Have a large vision for abundance. A large vision for abundance. A large vision. Genesis 13 verse number 14 to 15. Remember God told Abraham to go and stand on the other side of the mountain and lift up his eyes. He said that as far as your eyes can see, I will give it to you. God will only give what man can see. What are you seeing in your mind's eye concerning your life and concerning the church of God? What is in the heart of a man determines what can be delivered into his hands. Whatever is in your heart, God will deliver into your hands. 
He said, God is able to do exceedingly, far more abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. Not and think. Or think. So, in as much as God is able to do the things we ask, he's also able to do the things we think about. What are the things you think about? Maybe the things that are happening in your life that are not good are as a result of what you're thinking. Mm, am I hitting on some nerves? Are you here with me? Check your thinking pattern. The Bible says that as a man thinketh, so is he. So if it is in your heart, God will put it in your hands. From today, I want you to move beyond survivor mentality. I want you to move from a level of scantiness and step into the realm of excess without stress. That grace is coming upon somebody right now. From the realm of renting house to the realm of owning one. Oh, come on. I, I, I think this is for somebody right now. I want you to move from a realm of shallowness into the realm of deepness. Get into the deep. From the realm of the periphery and get yourself enjoined. Let me tell you something. Until you are enjoined, you don't get the blessing that comes with it. You can play an ostrich. Just be on the periphery and say all kinds of things and yet not be blessed. But once you get joined, you know that the thing becomes part of you and the blessing begins to flow. Number three, the third wisdom, if you want to connect to this overflow blessing, you must have the revelation of the overflow blessing. Have the revelation of the overflow blessing. Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29 says, The things, the secret things belong to God. And those things which are revealed belong to us and our children. Not until it is revealed, it cannot be released. Get this concept. God will not do anything not until he has what? Revealed it. In this kingdom, we don't triumph by luck, but we triumph by light. Can I come again? We don't move forward or we don't do well by luck. In fact, luck is for those who stick low to. My bet. Are you here with me? But for us as children of God, it is about light. God's word. Revelation. John chapter 1 verse 5, but we are not reading it. You can read it later. So I want you to understand that God wants you to have more light so that you can bright and shine. The fourth one which I end 
you must dedicate you must be dedicated to kingdom service if you want to enjoy this overflow blessing be dedicated to what kingdom service show to god that you will never be too big to serve him then he will show you that nothing will ever be too big to give to you. Is somebody here with me? Some of us think that for us we are too big to serve God. We have this kind of class. We are, we are this type of people. In fact, God did not assign some people to, to serve him. Anybody can serve. Tell somebody anybody can serve. That is why you are here today. God has called you so that you can serve him. And as you do that, you begin to live the overflow life. I came to let you know that God is a raiser and not a user. God doesn't use people, but he raises people. And how does God raise people? Through what? Service. If I want to talk about service, we will not close. But if you are here and you want to amount to anything in life, it all begins with your service. Jesus said that whoever wants to be great, let him hold serve. So what are you doing? Do you like the kind of life you are? Or you find yourself? God is calling you to service. Finally, the practice of covenant supernatural supply. These things that I'm saying, they are not promises to claim. Lord, I claim my overflow wife. Lord, I claim my overflow mortgage. Eh? Lord, I claim my overflow car. These things are not promises to claim, but they are lives to live. Are you here with me? And as you live the life, you naturally begin to walk in that which God has assigned for you. There are things you need to practice like giving as one of them. Acts 20, 35 says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed. God blesses the blesser. God does not bless those who are not blessing. Your blessing is in your giving. I pray for somebody today that by this wisdom may you walk in every desire and every expectation of your life today. Your amen is weak. I declare over your life today that by this wisdom of God as you seek him and pursue him and think about his word day and night may you prosper in every good way. May the Lord give us a teachable spirit that allows God to correct and to shape our lives and change us so that we will be filled with the overflow.
of his blessings even from this day forward now and forevermore 